You are listening to Late Arrivals, the Anaheim Ducks podcast on the Inside the Rink Network of Podcasts. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hello and welcome everybody to episode 66 of Late Arrivals. Got a uh, familiar face joining us with uh, Chris out this week. We got Jack with us and it's me and Lou as always. Chris abandoned us. He said he was going to the store to buy a pack of cigarettes, and he just hasn't come back yet. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Not Why, did Chris abandon us? <laughs> Why did Chris abandon us? He's he's one of the only ones that's been positive lately, and this is what we get. He disappears for a week. Yeah, I've we get positive. Jamie, Trevor, and Mason back, and we lose Chris. Just can't have everything. The Lord giveth and taketh away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Lou will be sad to hear this, but I think uh, I think they're dusting off the old the old tank in the garage because uh, times I'm have not... not been fun in Anaheim. Both sports. I, uh, we won't talk about the other one, but you I'm, know. Uh, I'm nowhere near near that point right now. Just just embrace it, Lou. Call I'm Isaac. not embracing that at all. I'm I'm not. Iserman the duck. Trevor Zegras, Mason McTavish, Jace, Jamie Dreisel are coming back soon. Happy times are, are going to be back. Just be patient. I mean, one yes. one can hope because it's, Just be it's, patient. it's kind of been rough. Um, that Jets game, I was very surprised to see that they had a, a lead. You know, I tweeted about it like I always do and I subsequently jinxed them, but that that game I kind of feel like you really can't be upset with just because Winnipeg's been surprisingly good this year. Um, just sucks that it's a game that they had a lead in and they kind of just pissed it away. But <sighs> baby steps were it, it learning. It wasn't still. Kyle Connor who killed him this time. It was it was Gabe Velarde. I mean, Another he also. Ducks. Killed Another the Kings Ducks last killer. night too, so I think just the the Velarde uh, revenge tour in California is just uh, making its its stop this season. How many points did he have last night? Like four. He had four. Four. Yeah. And the game winning goal. <laughs> <laughs> and going back to Connor, he didn't really have a chance to. Yeah, kill the yeah, Ducks. Kyle, yeah. Poor he guy. was gone by the first period. I think. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking yeah. Ryan Strom. Yeah. I I win my first fantasy week. For the first time since literally like the last week of October. And then he takes out like my only player that was doing anything. And I'm just like, come on, dude. Like I'm at the bottom of the standings in our fantasy pool and I win one week. And it's just like I get knocked back down a peg. It's like fucking Ryan. Oh, Ryan. I mean, I... I, I watched the replay of that and I understand where the NHL is coming from with not suspending him. But at the same time, I kind of feel like their explanation of, well, his foot was planted and it wasn't like a deliberate attempt still kind of shows that it was deliberate because his foot was planted outward. I mean, I you can make the case that Connor kind of, was trying to shimmy. Oh, Connor, and... not 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 Connor, our our Connor. 
I'm think thanks for clarifying, Lou. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, you I could, was confused, but you can make a, a case that he was trying to shimmy out of the way and just made contact with Strom, but I don't know. I I kind of feel like if he was suspended on that, it wouldn't have been much of a consequence to us just with how things have been going. Um that was annoying, but out of uh I would say out of the two two recent losses, uh last night's was probably a little worse. <laughs> um I was stuck on the 241 listening to that entire third period. If the traffic wasn't gonna kill me, it was certainly that period. The 241 has traffic? Uh last night Southern did. California everywhere has traffic. Oh well, yeah, true. Sat for 50 I thought that minutes. was like an exclusive toll road. Sat for 50 minutes on the toll road. It was god-awful. And having to listen to just that period just descend into chaos was just... It was not fun. <laughs> um, <sighs> can you really say that Gibson had a shot of saving that goal? I, I don't think you can. That was just an incredible shot, but it's just... It is a swift kick to the dick, taking a penalty, losing the lead so fast, and then having that happen with the man advantage just, I don't know, kind of sums up the last couple of weeks. It's I just... will say, though, last night the Ducks did get some puck luck on their goals. They haven't been getting that lately, so maybe Terry, that... Terry finally got a goal again. Yeah, Troy Terry finally scored, so hopefully that gets them going. First goal, I think uh, they said since November 1st is it was just, that long wow just a wild stat to think of just because like we, we've said it a couple times the last couple episodes like he hasn't looked terrible it's just something wasn't clicking there and i mean they finally got one so hopefully it's kind of opens the floodgates you know the ketchup bottle flows for him but that's yeah. just one of those ones that sometimes just gets things rolling again so we'll take it is there any that do you have any thoughts jack of like anything because we've 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 been through it the last couple of weeks of just like what what can get terry out of this funk um well i mean he he isn't a funk in scoring production wise but he's still been doing pretty pretty good in the defensive zone i think he's been yep. one of the better defensive forwards the ducks have um obviously missing Trevor Zegers for what two thirds of the season hasn't Pretty really much. helped. Yeah. So with Zegers back, I'm expecting Terry to do better. Um, but you know, he he's kind of getting criticized unfairly, in my opinion. I mean, he deserves some criticism yeah, really for is. sure. Like for sure, he needs to be scoring more because you know his con his new contract and just the track record he's you built up the last two years. Points, but yeah um but i mean you know we're it's still december i think he's got he's got time to uh turn it around and i think if he gets more games with zegris i think things will start looking better but overall he's still been a net positive on the team so yeah which i mean kind of low bar at the moment but <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i definitely think zegris will help i i wanted to ask this um do you think when Zegers comes back, do you give him reps at center and maybe try Leo on the wing for a little bit? 
I don't know. I I I really like how Leo's playing. Yeah. Uh, I know he uh I was I've because I'm in finals week. I was in the library all day, so I didn't watch the game last night. But from what I heard, uh, he didn't have his best game last night. But still, overall in the season, I I wouldn't move him off the wing. Yeah, I would keep him center. Him. Sorry. Yeah, I would keep him a center too. I only say it just because Zegers did make great strides last year, being a little bit better, kind of in the faceoff dot. You know, maybe have his first couple games back be be a little more familiar instead of kind of just throwing them right back in of, Hey, you know, this Carlson, Terry, Colorn lines kind of, kind of starting to find it a little bit. Um, you know, do you maybe put him in a role that's a little more familiar, but I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm looking at it through the lens of, uh, do we just need to pull out the blender again and, let him go crazy and I mean I don't think Cronin is gonna do anything harebrained like Aikens would have, but you know, do you do you just try and throw some shit at the wall and see what sticks? I I, I personally don't think that you really can just with the injuries we have, but I don't know. It's it it's kind of this weird point of the season where they're not inherently doing things wrong that you're just missing their top two centers. I mean, yeah, that's what it's it like, is. You're not, it's not like. Not many, team, not many teams are going to succeed when their top two players are out. Well, and especially it's not, a team like the, oh, sorry, go ahead. Jay. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, it's not like they're they're not taking what Cronin has to say or what Cronin's trying to teach and just kind of ignoring it. You know, I, I think the last two seasons we were very like, oh, they, they're certainly kind of checking out on Aikens and they're just kind of going out there and just going through the motions. Um, I definitely would say that it, it is missing, you know, a lot of your key players. Um, I don't know. It just, it, it's weird. Like I'm, I'm getting irritated by losses, but at the same time, kind of like there's not, anything inherently where you can just kind of point at it and be like okay that's the reason you know yeah they could be playing better defense yeah you can get some saves here and there but like everything has been miles better than it has been so it's kind of hard to be like okay yeah this is what's going wrong or you know this needs to be better you need you know this guy needs to step up and do this they need to they need to stop taking penalties that's that's the main issue i think and stop yeah. taking them at, at 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 the possible worst time too. Yeah. The thing I was just gonna add on to about the injuries, um, like, like obviously you missing your top two centers that's gonna like severely impact any team, but especially a team like the Ducks where they're still coming out of a rebuild, and th- these injuries just show the lack of depth and scoring depth that this team has and shows how much room they still have to go before they're contenders uh, because they have great young talent, but they just don't have the overall, you know, the depth chart of, of what a contender is. And it's just getting highlighted. Yeah. Like the, the pieces aren't there just yet. And you can't realistically plug in five to six rookies and just be like, Hey, go out there and go out there and, uh, and fight for it because, in a perfect world, yeah, 
you replace all of your your aging veteran guys that aren't producing or you know your guys that are just kind of there just to write out the rest of the contract like in a perfect world those guys don't play but you know it, it like you said it, it kind of shows signs that there is real room for growth and we're not as far as we expected as with as good as october was you know it's it's the reality of the situation i'm glad that they've kind of gotten the word i would say the last couple losses haven't been as bad as maybe like the first couple of the 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 eight game streak where it was like just what happened why why are the wheels falling off now i think i'm kind of a little more content of like okay yeah i'm still annoyed they're losing but it's it's more expected now of just like they gotta they gotta work on themselves they gotta do them and before it was just like shit we had a real shot of being good now <laughs> now things just look really bad well and i don't think it's they look bad things look bad still though they're not ideal but i don't think it's bad it's just you, you know it's just the the young team that's inexperienced they're losing yeah. in that fashion like look at the last 13 games where they've lost 12 like how many blowouts are there like two the edmonton and the colorado game all the rest are one goal games two goal yeah. games it's just you know dumb mistakes at the wrong time come back yep. to bite them in the butt and that's just what happens so yep. i'm like our little loss of or lose 12 out of our last 13 like the way we played in these last 13 games, I'm taking that every day of the week over any yep. 13 game stretch last year. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. Yep. Every night last year, it's like, okay, is it going to be a four loss, four, four goal loss or a six goal loss? And, you know, we're in every game just about right now. So we haven't had too many Gibson taser games just yet. Yeah. Exactly. There, there have been a few stinkers, but not on the level of just like, how is this man? still mentally sane <laughs> yeah it's only gonna get better from here do you say yeah. that the the times ahead are, are bright and duck duck land loom? yeah 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 what <laughs> what did i say i forget i think it was exciting times in duck land or something yeah like there that. you go boom <laughs> or like that scene in simpsons we're like say the line bart yeah 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 <laughs> Although I don't, I don't know if any of them play tomorrow, but definitely, I think in New Jersey, I think one of them at least will come back. I hope I don't... at the very least Drysdale's back tomorrow. Yeah, he seems the, he seems the farthest along of all of them. Um, I don't think that the red. I know Dalton on Twitter kind of did did some some digging, and it seems like the red jerseys aren't necessarily no contact that Zegris and uh, McTavish were wearing. It was more kind of like extra forward jerseys, or so it seems. And Jamie was wearing the same color as the other defensemen. So to me, it seems like he's at least progressing far, you know, Are you talking along. about the video from today when they were in New Jersey practicing? I didn't see the New Jersey one. Yeah, um, it was hard to see who was on the ice. But the, the ones from two days ago, uh, so Tuesday, um, yeah, I'm basing it off red. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
I mean, hopefully adding them by by the New Jersey game, by you know Sunday's game, yeah, you know, that's that's the most ideal scenario. But if we can get one back tomorrow, you know, like I said, preferably at least Amaya's getting Jamie back out there. Yeah, you know, that 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 already is kind of a shot in the arm of kind of easing easing the waters a little bit. Yep. And with with that, you know. We'll get to your favorite part now, Lou. We get to talk about trading John Gibson again. It's not happening. I uh, <laughs> I will eat this hat that I'm wearing right now. You can't see it, but I will eat this hat if he if John Gibson gets traded in season this season. I mean, how many times does an article come out each December and say, "Oh, Team X is interested in John Gibson," and wh- where does it lead? Well, in seasons past, it has led nowhere, Lou. But I, exactly. I will say this is completely a bias just because of how I feel about him. But coming from somebody that is not Frank Saravalli, I tend to hold at least a little more weight. Um, and the fact that it was reported by two different sources that I mean, not ne- aren't necessarily close to the devil specifically, but you know, hearing that it's coming, f- you know, the rumor is coming from somebody that has some no within the devil's organization. I tend to believe that a little bit more. Um, you know, will it happen? Uh, it doesn't sound like anything imminent, of course. Um, Cause back when Pagnota put out his article, it was kind of saying that there's some interest. It sounds like Tom Fitzgerald's kind of reaching out and seeing what, it would take, you know, not like anything's progressed past the normal check-ins GMs do. Um, but he also had a list of other targets, you know, guys on expiring deals like Sam Carrick, Henrik, Silverberg. Um, Vetrano was in there, but Pagnota listed him as a guy that's like a high, like sell high kind of, you know, you're going to have to give us a King's ransom for him since he's, on career pace, you know, for the most goals he's ever scored. So like doesn't sound like anything's imminent, at least on the Gibson front, but I don't know. I, I, this, this one feels a little more real just because with how the devils are struggling, you know, Schmid's not playing great. Vanacek's not playing great. And it's really not anybody they can call up. That's going to provide them what they need. I kind of feel like that magic of having Schmied come in last year kind of ran out. <laughs> yeah, this these rumors definitely feel way more real than rumors of past, but it's still the same like, oh, like so-and-so's checking in on John Gibson. Nothing's imminent. Nothing's ever been like I that that I remember at least. I don't remember there ever a report coming out come like there's there's talks and like this deal's close to getting done. So until I start to see more, you know, reports coming out of like there's more traction to it other than just they're talking, like I don't in the I'm summer sure. I could see it. But yeah. Not not anytime soon in the season. The only way I could see it happening in the season is if a team like maybe the Devils or whoever just they're desperate and the hurricanes. You know, yeah, hur- hurricanes, that's a good one too. Um <laughs> Yeah, just a team that's desperate. That's the way I see it going down, and if it's the middle of the season. would be a little awkward if it was the Hurricanes because they'd have both Anderson and Gibson. That would be mean, great. And then the Jonas Hiller reason... comes out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> the 
goal, goalie coach for the Hurricanes for the last half of the year. He's their e-bug. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, they're they're another team. Uh, because Anderson actually might be out the rest Who? of the season. Uh, Carolina. Who are you talking about? Carolina needing needing a goalie because uh, oh. Freddie Anderson is hurt. I I know that's oh. a, a huge shocker. You know Ed Sheeran, yeah, that guy. He does look like Ed Sheeran, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Huh. Never, it's funny. I never noticed that. Hearing hearing Lou talk, but not being able to see him. <laughs> He's an elusive one. I don't know. Just background. They call him elusive Lou. Yeah. Just disappearing into the seals, man. Or is that know, a McCovey change... Cove behind you, by the way? Uh, I should change that to it, huh? I'm back on the Giants train again. <laughs> it's a good of. hat. Yeah. Man. Anyways, go on. The Giants at least aren't sitting on their hands, but. Yeah. Baseball's stupid. It's very stupid. We'll, very we'll dumb. just We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just very dumb. And that was talking baseball with lap. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can move on uh, with our What's on Tap segment brought to you guys by Noble Aleworks. Um, before we get into that, the flag is up at the brewery. I got the pictures, or I got a picture yesterday. Um, so lap is, uh, is up at the brewery. Um, I was going to drink a beer on stream tonight, uh, but I got a little, a little too high before we recorded. So, oh yeah, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be hurt in second half of the episode here. Did you, so we'll did be you responsible. I did. Um, I got a milk stout. It's called Yoga Pants. It is a uh, pumpkin spice and ginger milk stout. Interesting. The uh, the bartender when I went on Friday, she suggested it because they were out of the cinnamon toast crunch one. I wanted to take home, but uh, yeah, not back home until let's see, we're not back home until Thursday of next week. Uh. But Noble, free parking, five-minute walk from the Honda Center. Um, I was surprised. You know, I, I kind of knew the general area of Noble. But um, it is very accessible. You know, I, I wish I could get to more games this season because I 100% would go. Beer was incredible. And they uh getting our name out there. And we like our little partnerships we, we have with these companies because they're always great to us. So. Looking ahead, we have uh, the Rangers tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Friday, it is today. Um, then the Devils and Red Wings Sunday, Monday, back to back. How we feeling matchup wise? Um, I'm not thinking tomorrow is going to go too hot, but I think they have a decent shot against New Jersey and uh, Detroit Monday. Yeah, I think uh, the Rangers are going to be a problem. <laughs> uh, Rangers will be a problem. The Devils. I don't they know. Could, they could beat the Devils, I think. I think they can beat the Devils too. It's just, you know, contingent on who's them? who's playing and who's back. If well, yeah, that if that happens, is there going to be another penalty? You know, within the last five minutes of the game or something. <laughs> um, that same thing goes with Detroit game. Like we can beat them, but I know Detroit got off to a hot start for the year. I think, but they're kind of cooling down now. Yeah, I think I they're cooling down. Cooling down, losing Larkin's pretty big. 
But I definitely think Sunday, Monday is winnable. If you get that energy Sunday and can carry it into Monday, you know, hopefully, hopefully you right the ship a little bit before you come back home. We do come back home. I mean, I, I know we usually don't talk about the games uh, at our release date or past it, but you're playing two struggling teams in Calgary and Seattle to finish off next week and then having a couple days off to play some teams that are doing well. Um, you know, the rest of the month we have after Calgary and Seattle, we have Vegas, Arizona, and Edmonton all at home. So you got to either start banking the points now or at least playing a little more discipline because the rest of this month can be a, a little brutal if we're not careful. Um, Just cut down on the penalties and they'll be in a much better spot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's I definitely mean, the easiest fix there, but yeah, it's just, yeah, tomorrow's going to be something if they want to continue doing penalties. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a long game if they take like seven penalties again. That's like, I mean, that's the Rangers' whole identity is their power play pretty much. And it's still been really good even when Fox was out. I mean, I know he's back now, but like they're they're definitely the uh, the power play merchant team, but they certainly make you pay for it. So isn't Igor kind of struggling a little bit? He was for a while. Um but they've also been winning games. So I they think that you can kind of struggle as long as you're still getting the wins at the end yeah. of the day. Um, it just, it, it, def- it definitely comes down to special teams. You know, if you can capitalize on your opportunities and hopefully not take a hundred penalties in a game, I, I think it makes your, your chances of beating them a little bit better, but I don't know. The Rangers, I feel are one of those teams that we either play like a tough game against, or it's just an absolute mess. I have an idea what it's going to be like tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, I don't know. I want to be positive, but <laughs> sitting here just like, I know. You just always, ex- I don't know. I just feel like I, I always expect the worst. Trevor Zegers comes back tomorrow and scores a game winning goal. Ducks win 3 2. Hometown hero. Yep. Could happen. Bingo. We, we love a positive. Are we here. doing score predictions? We can, or- yeah. Oh, boy. I'll say, I'll say 3 2 Ducks. Trevor Zegers comes back and scores a game winning goal. Three two. Against the Rangers, I'll go five one loss. I'm gonna say a four two loss. How do we feel about New Jersey Sunday? On hmm. I say five four ducks win. I'll go four three. Ducks get their first overtime loss. I'll go. I'll go five three ducks. Okay, and then Detroit Monday. I feel like that one's gonna be. I'm gonna say a three two ducks ducks win. Yeah, I'll go with that. That sounds like a plausible score. I'll go two one, ducks win. 
I don't know why I feel better about them playing this second <laughs> game of a back-to-back, but... <laughs> I mean, that certainly worked out well in Colorado, didn't it? Yeah, that, that is true. I mean, at least we don't have to deal with the altitude this time. Yeah. Or at all the rest of the season. Yeah, they don't got to deal with them yeah. at all. You just got to <laughs> deal with Detroit. Can't have shit in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, moving on here, uh, before we get into the rest of the league news, because there's there's a lot of a lot of spicy drama going on, um, you know, with with the Ducks returning back home next week against Calgary on Thursday, you can get tickets or tickets to any sporting event. You know, unless I'd say unless you're an Angels or a Chargers fan right now, um, you know, or Rams, eh, they're they're kind of picking it back up, aren't they? Kinda. Uh, I guess the bar's know, low in SoCal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you're the Dodgers. Yeah, unless, but yeah. again, Dodgers we Kings. we won't we won't we won't bring up yeah, we won't no. bring up the other the other part of the state. <laughs> but you can go to seven one four tickets. Uh, use code LAP for ten percent off your order. You get five. Uh, 5% toward any future order with 714. Um, I know you, you said that you've been using 714 a lot, Jack. Yeah, I got Message like... just a couple weeks ago. I got like 45 bucks because of the 5% to the next order. I got like 45 bucks in credit so I can get a free ticket if I want, basically, in the nosebleeds at least. See, testimonials here, people. Yeah, but it uh, it's good for any sporting event, so it doesn't have to be hockey season. It can be the tail end of the football season here, or you know, in the NBA action. If you want to go see a Laker game and celebrate the uh, embarrassing in-season champion banner, um, you know, we're not going to judge. Seven one four. We also uh, are partnered with Shift Hockey. I never know. I never know what to say for these because Chris usually is in charge of this. Um, but yeah, their uh, their whole thing is apparel and affordable hockey sticks. And you know, as someone that is about to have to spend a lot of money on replacing hockey equipment, um, it is definitely hard out here for us players. Shift helps with that, making affordable sticks. Um, you can also go their website use lap 10 for 10 percent off your orders and it is good from everything from their cream apparel that love that lou loves so much cream to their equipment um does not apply with any other deals currently running on their site but if you're looking for some hoodies some hats or if you're looking for hockey sticks or gloves shift's got you covered cash rules everything around me <laughs> yep you want to say it one more time lou uh promo code lap 10 Oh, I was going to say, do you want to say cream one more time before I move oh, on? Oh, cream. <laughs> <laughs> cream. I, I feel like uh, Lou will like this. I know he was saying that he hopes that uh, they move to a, a local sewer, but uh, the Caps and the Wizards are set to move out of D.C. Uh, by the year 2028. Did I say that? You did. It sounds that. like something I would say. I was going to say, that sounds like a, something Lou would say. I want to say your exact quote was, I don't care if they played in a sewer or something <laughs> like that. I'll have to I'll have to find that tweet in the group chat. But you did mention a sewer in some regard. I'm sure I did. <laughs> but uh, both teams uh, being owned by 
Ted Leonis, they're uh, looking to move outside of the district and move into Virginia. So uh, they have an opportunity to take after the Angels and be the uh, Virginia Capitals of Washington, Washington D.C. Apparently, they're just moving over the river, the, the Potomac or whatever it's called. It, it's like, a, I think, I know Greg Wyshynski posted like the, the train route or the bus route or whatever, and it's like 20 minutes away. But it's just like just outside the district, so it's not too big a move, but kind of weird. I know they said after Leonis's press conference about it, he wasn't answering questions from people. So I don't know if it's like they're just mad with the city, especially since Capital One announced that they're doing renovations and keeping the name of the arena for some more years. Just kind of a random weird situation but good thing is it's not for a while and it's not our team so we don't really have to worry about it <laughs> yeah at least the angels won't be the only team well they weren't the only team but there'll be a new one how old is the capital one arena right now it's very recent i thought it i didn't know how old it was but i know a lot of uh caps fans or people in the comments were saying that it's not like an old arena by any means so it's kind of weird they'd move out i think honda center is older than that arena yeah because honda center is 30 don't really isn't like the the braves like just move out of turner field when it was like barely like 20 years old if that and the rain and the and the rangers moved out of globe life yeah rangers moved out of globe life and i think that was like 20 years too uh capital one's only 26 so Honda Center is four years older. That's older than I thought it would be. Must have been some misinformation in the comments because that is pretty old. I mean, it's how old I am, so. Yeah. Did you guys uh, catch Alan Walsh's latest meltdown? Oh, about David Perron's uh, suspension? Yeah. You mean his client, David Perron? The the Flurry one, I think, will always be his best um, just because the the pitcher accompanying it. Is he still an agent or is he just like a personality now? He's, he's still an agent, but he gets more attention because he has his own show and he tweets the way he does. Wow, okay. Yeah, his Twitter is definitely the reason why he's got a – a following <laughs> but uh i i screenshotted the tweet to read it just because it is it is incredible it is an all-time like this is on the level like i i read it almost in like a donald trump voice just because it's oh. kind of like i don't know it's just it's it's one of those just it, it's a great thread so it starts with the the Department of Player Suspensions, a.k.a. the Paros Kangaroo Court, is a media-slash-PR entity that has nothing to do with player safety. Baseball bat swings to players' heads? No hearing. David Perron, 1,100 NHL games without suspension? Zub played the next shift. Six games is a farce. There have been, no, there have been other incidents of players violently cross-checking opposing players in the face, Teeth flying, concussion, blood gushing, two or three games. Here there was no injury, in all caps. 
The concussion spotter didn't even remove the player from the game. The violent gentleman is a joke. Violent gentleman, shout out. <laughs> they did quote tweet him. Yeah, they did quote tweet it. <laughs> I, I did see that. Yeah, was... I read that in a and in, in in that guy's voice. That's something I, he would say. I read that the other day and was was laughing like out loud. You know, sometimes his tweets just kind of get a chuckle, just like, oh, he's he's just being goofy again and sticking up for his clients. But that, I mean, I get where he's coming from. I kind of feel like this the suspensions this year have been a little, little dartboardish of like, you know, Truba not getting any certainly was a choice. Um, yeah, some of some of the. You know, Branson sticking up for himself and getting a couple games like kind of weird. I I can't really feel bad for David Perron though. It's weird. You know, a lot of people bring up that he he he, he kind of has a little a little edge to his game that kind of goes unnoticed. And what did he even do? I didn't see. So when Larkin got injured. He went after Zub, who was one of the guys, I think, involved with it or just in the immediate area, and he cross-checked him in the neck. Oh. Which, I mean, you can't do. It's not like... It's not like that that doesn't warrant a suspension, but it's like bringing up, oh, well, he's played this many games and not been suspended. It's like that really has nothing to do with it. He still broke the rules. Like if you can suspend Andrew Cogliano for the hit on Kempe to to ruin the Iron Man streak, you can suspend anybody who doesn't have history. Like that precedent has kind of been set that it doesn't matter if you're a veteran player that's played all these games and had a squeaky clean resume, like it can it can happen and I I guess you can call that consistency from from player safety, but he does bring up valid points of there have been more egregious stuff that hasn't warranted games. I think it's just you can't you can't be cross checking people in the neck. Like, yeah, and you're never gonna be satisfied with um like the overall ruling of the player safety because you mentioned it's like a dartboard this year. Like it's a dartboard every year. It's like they're consistently inconsistent. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because it's like if you can consistently be very bad at what you do, like seems very paradoxical. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's always brought up when guys get injured like that. Like, you know, there was a little bit of that conversation with with Connor going out. After, you know, after Strom Needham. Do you think the league benefits from having some sort of rule that suspends a player for as long as they're out with that injury if it is like a really egregious penalty? Or do you think it's kind of a gray area of you can't really suspend a guy that long unless it's like really, really... (sighs) Trying to think of the best way to say this. Like if it if it was something that resulted in such a major injury and you knew it was on purpose, like, 
I don't know. I, I hate when that that topic is brought up because it's like you can't like if a guy's out for three months, you can't suspend him for three months. But you know, you're never gonna you're never gonna appease the team or the fan base that is affected by it. You know, if if Strom's suspended even a game or two, I think we still would have had Jets fans like that wasn't enough because it put Kyle Connor out six to eight weeks. But it's just annoying that this always gets brought up because because of how inconsistent player safety is. It's just like if if you guys can set a precedent of okay, can't swing your stick at guys, that'll get you five, six games. You know, you can't cross check people in the head, that'll also get you five, six games. But when it's like, okay, this guy did it, hey, just you know, I'm gonna smack you on the hand, don't do it again. But then for another guy, he does the same thing, and it's just like, okay, yeah, you know we're throwing the book at you like they need to be better so we can stop having to have these conversations of like well do we have to change do we have to change the entire way we rule these things just to make it to where it feels consistent just one of the many problems with with the nhl i feel (laughs) Yeah, it's tough because there's a lot of gray area too, especially with the uh, the Strom situation. Like, like he obviously wasn't trying to knee him. He didn't stick out his knee. He had his leg planted, but you know he he put himself in a situation where his knee was kind of hanging out there unintentionally because he was you know oh sorry because now I'm dropping my mic because he was turning his body. So of course his knee's gonna stick out the way he's turning. So. It's yeah. just, yeah. What are your thoughts, Lou? Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just saw you staring off into space. So I had to say something. Oh, it's fine. Oh, I'm back. Hello. <laughs> well, are you guys ready to get into the juicy drama? All the all the tea from the week. The what? Never heard that phrase before, Lou. The teeth? The tea. The oh, tea. I thought you said the teeth. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Sounds like he's ready. Yep. Ready ready as Lou ever will be. Yep. So the uh, the Blues fire, finally fire Craig Berube after what seemed like months of them kind of teetering towards that way, you know, being as kind of meh as they've been all season it was a matter of time it is weird because i don't feel like he's a terrible coach it's just it's kind of one of those years where they were going to be bad um but but the main the main drama comes uh mainly from tonight um you know jordan Kyrie went in the media and someone asked about baruby being fired and I didn't get the full quote, but his comments were, I have no comment. He's not my coach anymore. And it did not sit right with Blues fans, and they booed him every time he touched the puck during warm-ups. Why? Um, I, I don't know if it's just people butthurt that Barubi got fired. Um, you know, I certainly think that, I mean, it's a shitty comment to make about a guy that, you know, you won a cup with, but... <laughs> um, at the same time, like 
putting the player on the spot. Like he wasn't rude about it. Just, you know, that's how he feels. Hey, that's how he feels. Um, but you know, it, it is ironic that this happens on an episode. Chris can't be here because we know that he has a weird hatred for the blues. So we'll, we'll have to come back to this next week and, and ask his thoughts just, just so he can get his, uh, he can get his licks in and, you know, pray, pray more on the blues downfall, but I kind of feel like they're a story that's been lost this season, like with how bad they've been, you know, you lose O'Reilly last year, you know, because they weren't really in a spot to compete. Um, and they're just kind of there this year. Um, I know they had Kevin Hayes and he's, he's been decent for him, but kind of feel like the blues are back to this point of just being a, being a forgotten team again. And it's weird because, you know, they got all the attention, especially after the cup run and stuff. And they were kind of, you know, one of the, one of the leaders in the West for a good, good chunk of years there. Now it's just kind of slowly uh, falling back into obscurity a little bit. 500 even right now. I just looked it up. They're 14, 14 and one. So they're not horrible, but you know, but it also does make firing your coach a little bit weirder just because you're sitting yeah, at what 500. Does that accomplish? Yeah. What does that I accomplish? <laughs> I think if they were down to, with us in the bottom three, like that'd make a lot more sense. But I mean, did you expect the blues to be that good this year? No, not really, but I mean, I expected them to be better, but I didn't expect them to be, you know, world beaters. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. And maybe this is one of those things that comes out is just he lost the room. I mean, that happens, you know, there certainly have been guys replaced at weirder times. Um, yeah. But I don't know the, the timing of not being like, I mean, being out of a spot, but still being 500, just still a little weird. Um, I was going to bring up, you know, I was going to flip it into a positive light. You know, I had in the notes here that uh, we do have some teams that have benefited from changes. You know, the, the wild are looking a little bit better under John Hines. And I mean, the, the Oilers kind of came back to life, which you know, is sad you know, for us because we still have to play them a couple times. We kind of um, expected that, though, to happen with the Oilers. Yeah, yeah there's no way they're going to be that bad for that long. Yeah, especially with that roster. It was just like a situation where anything that could go wrong was going wrong for them. So um seems like they're 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 okay again. Maybe <laughs> maybe they just needed to score eight goals against the ducks to get them back on track. I think that's what did it, honestly. That oh that was their ketchup bottle. <laughs> <laughs> uh but the, the only reason I say that um I was originally gonna spin it that way with the with that leading in was uh we got some news today that uh there was an internal situation that was already handled with the wild, but apparently there was a uh I remember if Michael Russo had reported it as like a workplace misconduct or what, but it sounded like an argument between uh wild GM Bill Guerin and uh a, a team employee about something. Um you know, there's a lot of speculation that their assistant GM leaving maybe was part of it, um, whether it was just like a difference of opinions or, or what have you. Um, but that kind of came out of left field today and was a little odd. Um, 
you know, maybe it's just because it's a team like Minnesota that doesn't get the coverage of like a bigger market, but it was weird that it just kind of got put out there by Russo and, you know, not, not saying that, you know, it was weird because Russo put it out, but it's like someone as respected as Michael Russo puts that out just kind of out of the blue. And it's like, Oh, well, no one really knew about this. Like why do I report it now? Um, Immediately when I read it, though, I, I I wouldn't say I got the full Bob Murray vibes from it, but I was just like, ooh, we're having another one of these happen. I was yeah. just going to say, maybe throw a chair at someone. <laughs> I mean, we can't sit back and say, you know, that's completely out of the realm of possibility, because if one GM has done it, you know, I'm not going to accuse anybody else of doing it, but we we know that. We know that uh, a lot of these GMs kind of have some uh, some fire sometimes, and hey, if if good old Bob can do it, then I think anybody's capable. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they have high stress jobs, so I'm sure there's a lot of emotions and anxiety, and emotions get the best of them sometimes. Not that it's okay, but yeah, that's just what it is. I mean, it's good to see that the situation was handled, especially in in light of all of the stuff that's happened with the Blackhawks over the last two, three years. Like, it's good to see that teams are at least being a little more proactive, and we're at least finding this information out. You know, as as odd and as just kind of out of left field as it does feel, um, you know, it is it is good to see that there are teams that are kind of taking those situations and being a little more proactive of if not so much being ahead of it coming out or, you know, being, being reported on, but the fact that it was kept in house, it was dealt with, but it also became public knowledge just so it's not like, you know, five years from now, it's like, Oh, Hey, yeah. You remember in 2023 when Bill Guerin did this and no one knew about it. I kind of feel like it's worse when, when it's kept under wraps like that, you know, it, it didn't seem like it was anything super major, you know, not to equate situations here, but it, you know, I, I'll say good, good on them for handling it and being willing to put that information out. And I think part of it's also because it's public record of, you know, it, it seemed like a lawyer was involved with whatever staff member was, you know, at the forefront of this with Garen, uh, but it's it's nice knowing that these problems are being handled in a positive way. <laughs> we're we're not having to hear about shit ten years late, you know, ten yeah. eleven years later. Yeah, I was just gonna say the same thing. It was like, it's good to hear it now than you know, fifteen years down the road. Yeah, because then then you you know you 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 bring out the human nature and everybody of speculating of okay, well, why why did this stay under wraps for as long as it did? Uh so, you know, working in the right direction in regards to stuff like that. Uh, lastly here, before we get into, we didn't have too many questions. So if uh, you guys in the Twitch chat want to fire some off so for us to answer, um, Connor McDavid did a good and he worked with the NHL to uh, kind of revamp some of the, uh, the all-star skills. Um, 
I have kind of the, the spark notes version here in the screenshot that I took. Um, you're going to have 12 players competing for points in eight different events. It's going to be fastest skater, hardest shot, stick handling. Uh, I want to say it's one timers, passing challenge, and accuracy shooting. Then there is a shootout and an obstacle course. Um, each player gets into four of the opening six events, and the top eight point earners advance to event seven, and then the top six move on to event eight, um, with the final course being the obstacle course and the winner gets a million dollars so putting i kind of feel like this was needed for the all-star weekend um the last couple have been really boring i i don't think i've checked into any of the all-star stuff since maybe like tampa which was what like 20 2018 or 2019 yeah. or something like that like 2018 um, yeah it, it's cool to see them trying new stuff again um or or changing it up a little bit uh putting some stakes on it um because it is kind of boring seeing the same four guys do the same events every year you know you can only see Connor mcdavid win fastest skater so many times um I don't think he even did it last year, did he? He didn't because everyone knows he's going to win. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, when, when your best player has to sit out events like that just because of how good they are at that one thing, like it's, I don't know, it kind of dilutes the product a little bit. So it's it's good to see that they're, they're, they're adding an extra element to it to at least make it a little entertaining. I see why Ovi doesn't want to go to these things. Yeah. Boring as shit. I'm still Especially of the when you do it for that, 18 years. <laughs> yeah. I'm still of the opinion that the suspension for not going is kind of kind of lame, but I could see them being like, hey, come on, like you're a face of the league. Like, gotta go. Just you know, smile and wave if you have to, but you know, I, I also kind of think maybe they they were workshopping this a little because of where it's at, you know, being in Toronto. Let's go back on a... five on five. Three on three is stupid. Mm. For the actual game. Just go back on five to five on five. I feel like if they do that with them bringing back like the fantasy draft, it'll work. But if like the fantasy draft is kind of like a thing they keep for like a year or two and then they kind of just go back to, oh, hey, we're going to pick everybody. Yeah. And you're just going to be divisions again. I kind of feel like three. You kind of have to do three on three. It'll I'll be interesting to. to see fan like the fantasy teams with the shorter ice because guys will be a little more strategic of who to pick. It's not going to be like okay, we just got to fill everybody out so we can fill out a full roster. Like the smaller amount of ice, I think will will bring some some pairs of guys that you you don't expect or you know aren't limited because of divisions like. You know, you could see the Kachuk brothers play with the th with the third guy, or you know, not that he's going to go to the All Star game, but you throw hypotheticals of like Marner playing with Domi, you know, the London Knight connection or whatever, like stuff like that. You know, you open yourself to more possibilities, which is which is cool. But I don't know, seeing it in practice will will be the real test of, or you know, the real showing of. It if this is something that should stick or, or not. 
if they put it on TNT, finally, it'll be a better presentation, I think. Because, like, the last few years, it's been on ESPN, and it's just been extremely boring. Yeah, I I definitely, uh, I mean, I agree with you there, but I also just kind of think that the All-Star games have just been a slog as a whole. <laughs> like, again, like, I, I feel like I haven't really been invested or wanting to watch one since the Tampa one. And that feels like forever ago because it was forever ago. Just go back to West and East versus East and the winner gets home ice for the cup final. I loved when baseball did that. Yeah, like, had me till the land. <laughs> I, I loved when the giant when, when baseball did that for the all-star game. Even though they at least made one like every year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but still. I think those games should have like a bigger stake than just a money prize. Yeah. Just, I mean, a, a valid, a valid criticism. They should make it like the reverse Stanley Cup. The losers have to get the winners' names etched, like tattooed on them. <laughs> <laughs> reverse Stanley Cup them. Yeah. So uh, just when we were talking about the Oilers uh, being back, uh, they lost to the Lightning 7-4. And Steven Stamkos got four goals. Yeah. <laughs> Good for Stamkos. first time ever doing that. I love Steven Stamkos. He's probably my favorite non-Ducks player. F- future Duck in the offseason? <laughs> Maybe. I mean. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably gonna cost a lot for short answer. New, no. Nah. It'd be cool, but yeah, no, no, thank you. He's a yote. <laughs> See, the Oilers still wear those uniforms on occasion. Sean Sean in the chat said, doesn't it seem kind of odd, though, that the guy who can do all these things is making the rules now? <laughs> McDavid's rigging the All-Star game. Oh, Steven Stamkos. Well, he's got to win something. Oh, Steven Stamkos' parents are there. That's cool. Hey, maybe that's why he showed up. Four well, I'm assuming those are, they just showed, like, an old couple, and I'm assuming <laughs> older couple. I won't just say assuming old, the but... old people are his parents. Well, Imagine they, the just, older they just have Kucherov jerseys on. <laughs> <laughs> they might just be uh, Lightning fans from Edmonton, so that live in Edmonton. But... Very possible. Yeah, I don't think they're their, they're their parents because the dude was wearing a Nikita Kucherov sweater. <laughs> I was right. Damn you for judging, Lou. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> No, so, yeah. he's wearing Andre Vasilevsky. <laughs> oh wait, on second thought, it's Ben Bishop. <laughs> what ever happened to Ben Bishop? He got um, old. He got old, got hurt, and became the Stars' uh, goalie coach. They're one of the advisors to the goalies, or something, because he just couldn't play anymore. Well, at least he got a job after hockey, so good for him. I'll, uh, that I'll, bag. I'll never forget yeah. the uh, 
I, I used to go to my go to rain games with my friend Max all the time because he was a season ticket holder. There was a guy that sat two rows in front of him um, that when the Kings traded for him, he immediately went out and bought a Ben Bishop Kings jersey. And I will say that is one of the uh, – I seeing that, I always had to laugh because I was just like, I wonder how much that guy regrets buying that jersey. Because he was there for like 10 games and stunk. <laughs> I mean, my, shot. Brother a, my brother's an Anthony Rendon jersey, so, I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah, but see, it's a little different because we all kind of expected Rendon to not be terrible, but let's be real. We're, we're two Angel fans and an Angel supporter here, so we just knew that the universe time. isn't going to give us uh, nice things. <laughs> Lou's just an Angels fan, so he doesn't have to cheer for the Dodgers in SoCal. No, I like the Angels because they're they're like twenty minutes away from me. I like I like going to their games, but I don't think I'm gonna be going to any games anytime soon. Yeah, giving um, Artie Marino money doesn't sound too appealing to me. No, not at all. Yeah. Well, Sean's uh Sean's comment uh definitely gives me a idea for the title should we call it mcrigged and it's just a picture of mcrib but it's mcdavid's <laughs> face on it <laughs> are those are they uh, is mcdonald's still selling those the mcrib i don't or know did... i haven't eaten mcdonald's in years yeah i haven't i can't remember the last time i had mcdonald's i i don't know why anyone would ever buy a mcrib honestly I know people like it. My, my grandma, grandma loves McRibs. My grandma, that's all she used to talk about. And we're like, what do you see in this? And she's like, it's so terrible. It's good. We're like, that's not a good thing. Something about the something about the baby boomers and their McRibs. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm sick, though, I kind of crave McNuggets. It's kind of weird. Nope. Can't say that I've ever craved McNuggets. Yeah, I kind of feel like if you're eating McNuggets, it's kind of like a guilt thing. In the since I graduated high school, the only time I've ever had McDonald's was when it was three a.m. and there was literally nothing else open. And I was like, well, yeah, I, I think I'll that's. Guess yeah, because I used to work nights. Yeah, I used to work nights, and like that was literally the only thing that was open. So that's what I had. <laughs> McDonald's fries are always good, though. I feel like. That's like the one constant they have or is is their fries. Yeah. The fries are pretty good. Yeah. My my go to for night shifts was always uh was always Dell. What? But I feel like Dell smacks just whenever. Yeah. Oh, Del Taco. Also shout out Sean with the McMillan in there. Logan McMillan. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm assuming that's what he's talking about. Man, I can't remember the last time I had Del Taco either. Been a while. Yeah, it's been a while for me too. I feel like a lot of your fast food escapades, Lou, tend to be like one to two places. Yeah, it's uh, in and out. Chick Fil A. I mean, aren't aren't bad choices, but gotta gotta open your horizons back up, buddy. Uh, well, eh. TBD. You know you love eating bread. I haven't. 
Canes is gross to me now. I haven't had Canes in forever. Had a box yeah. combo an hour before we started recording. It has been a while since I've had Canes too. And not gonna lie, the last time we had it, we think that the because there's like we're in one of those like predicaments went down. where there's like two Canes within like the same driving distance. It's just a matter of like what street you want to go down. Yeah. And I feel like we haven't. So there's one off a of harbor that we haven't been to. But the other one we usually go to is like maybe like a mile closer. And just mm-hmm. like every time we've been since we've moved in, it's just like not been. It's been like, I mean, it's been edible, but like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel I like they're they lacking changed their like, beans. yeah. I think they're like, they changed the quality or something, like the, the oil they use for the chicken or something. I don't know. This tastes weird to me now. We we growing know. out of chicken fingers, maybe. Yeah, there's <laughs> a time and place for chicken. There's a time and place for chicken fingers always. Nine a.m. for you. Uh, I can't remember the last time I had nine a.m. chicken. It's been a while for that too. I was gonna say you usually post when when you're going to like knots to to get like the fried chicken there. So it has it has been a while. It's been a few Last months. Last time I got Knott's Berry Farm chicken, it wasn't that good. It wasn't like seasoned enough. It's just blah. Welcome to theme know. park food. <laughs> yeah, but they're they're known for their chicken though. Yeah, I know. They're like that's what they're known for in their boysenberry. It has been a while since I've been to Knott's. Kind of feel like we we used to go for the boysenberry festival just because. The boysenberry beer. I love that boysenberry beer. It's so the good. The beer, the funnel cakes, just everything boysenberry. I think the food festival at uh, California Adventure is going on right now, too. Those are always pretty solid. It's yeah, just, I think I need to go there. You got to pay I, an arm and a leg to fucking get in. <laughs> I, yeah, I got to go Christmas shopping soon. Have you, yeah, have you guys... I already started mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just started like a few days ago. No, that's a lie. I I have one present. Yeah, I got one. <laughs> I only have to shop for my parents, so I mean it's easy, but it's hard at the same time because I never know what to get them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I sent Ryan's squeak of the week in the chat, um, just because there's a picture accompanying what he says. Um, so while I read Chance's question, uh, you guys can take in. Uh, yeah, the I saw this already. <laughs> yeah, I saw that already. So Shant sent us two. We'll save his second one for uh, when Chris hops back on. Um, you know, actually, no, we'll do both of them. Let me let me find the second one. Um, but his first one, he said, we're in the spirit of giving. And in that case, which NHL player, past or present, do you think would make a great Santa and a bad Santa? So one that would make a great Santa and one that would make a bad one. Great Santa. I'm going Getzloff because he made a whole career out of him giving goals to other people that's a good one and then bad santa i'm just going sean avery because i feel like you got to do something that's like grinch or like a just a d-bag just an asshole pretty yeah yeah (laughs) he would that's a good one i'd say taidomi would be a bad santa but i also kind of think it's in the same vein if he'd probably try and fight somebody yeah i mean if you want to go to bad santa rafi torres (laughs) Yeah, because he would he would uh 
he'll try and give you brain damage, that's for sure. A good Santa, though? I don't know. Danny Heatley. <laughs> Just for the chaos kind of factor. Feel, kind of feel like Kevin BXA would make be a good Santa. I don't know why. Yeah. We'd have I mean, to do this on like one of those like lawful good, evil, like chaotic oh, good yeah, kind of yeah. charts, just because I feel like there's so many players you can say for like different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny just seeing BXA being like a girl dad. And you see how he was on the ice. It's like this guy <laughs> just Superman punch knocked out this guy. Now he's making TikToks with his That daughter. was Radical Guda said he super punched in it, wasn't it? That, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was one, one of Radko. them. There's I also remember. the video of uh, Nick Delorier just unloading on Gudis <laughs> when he was a duck. There was a... Fuck, what was it? Oh, it was when Gudis was first signed. One of my coworkers, he, he's like one of those guys that he plays hockey, but like he, he follows enough to like know what the ducks are doing, but he like you could ask him, like you could show him a picture of a player and say, "Who is this?" If it's somebody that's not like a superstar, he won't be able to tell you. And when we signed Gudis, he was like, um, it was a day, it was a day BX. It was in the store because or it was before Gudis was signed. Yeah, I'm getting my stories mixed up because I also had to remind him of Gudis who Gudis was when we signed him. But the, the main story was Bieksa came in to get his son skates and my coworker, who's a Sharks fan went to help him on the, like on the wall with the skates. And he told him like, Hey, you know, you, you ruined part of my childhood in 2011. <laughs> and he, you know, he was laughing about it. And so when he first came in, we're like, Hey, Stoss, you want to go help Bieksa on the skate wall? And he, he's like, who's Bieksa? And we're like, dude, he played for the Ducks for like five years. <laughs> like, how do you not know him? And we sh- and I showed him the video of the Superman punch. He's like, oh, it's that guy. Hmm. Like, yeah, he he's he's kind of known around here, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when we signed Gudis, he was like, wait, isn't that the guy who got hit by like somebody one time? Like, yeah, he he got one punched by by bx says like remember he came in the store and he's like oh yeah that fucking guy <laughs> all right so i found shan's other one he uh he's talking about uh nfl stadiums here and he always sends us the buy sell trade ones um so he has sofi why did he put four he put four, but he said only... buy, sell, oh. trade, and rent. That's what I'm missing. So he has SoFi, his Lambo, AT&T Stadium, and MetLife Stadium. This is up to you two because I don't follow football enough to really know the history and the. I mean, I know about Green Bay, but that that's about. Yeah, I don't know too much about other stadiums. I've been to SoFi. Not as a fan, but as a security guard worker. Horrible. Um, and I've been to Arizona's. So I can't really attest to the others. SoFi, like, 
SoFi is cool because it's just massive. Like, it's insanely big. It's um, a lot of walking, a lot of yeah. walking. Yeah, and the concessions aren't good. Yeah. So with that, I'm going... I'll go... No, I'll go uh, rent. I'll sell Mel- MetLife because I don't know anything about it. I'll trade AT&T because I feel like I can get good value out of it. And then I'll buy Lambo. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was going to say. Sorry, I yeah. have to interject here. Uh, Sean had commented on our our Kane's McDonald's conversation and said it's so funny that there was shame for Lou getting chicken nuggets and now you're hyping a whole chain of chicken nuggets. Hey, Kane's is good once in a while. Mm. If you say so. Once in a while. What's your answer, Lou? Uh, I'm just going to go with Jack's answer. Keep it simple? Yep. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if if I were to to say it, like you rent either SoFi or AT and T because they're the two biggest, I would think MetLife's probably the cheapest of all of them. So I'd say buy, and then sell. Everyone gets injured at MetLife. It feels like because their turf is like just shitty. Like every every player's ACL just fucking gets torn off, just explodes. Because <laughs> yeah, these NFL a, a owners, yard of ACLs. Yeah, because like these NFL owners, they don't spend enough money on their turfs. They just buy like shitty turf because they like they're cheapskates. I don't think I don't think turf should be allowed in the NFL. I think it's too dangerous to play on it. Why so why why do they use turf? I've never because under, I've never easier understood to keep that. up with. Because they use the excuse of weather. Like most of the, the eastern states have the turf and they just say it's easier to upkeep, but because of uh, like Lam- snow and stuff, which I get. Yeah, but Lambeau Field has a grass stadium field. And uh I don't know if you ever seen uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, but they don't have the the best weather. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's exactly. called the frozen tone. It's called the frozen tundra. So it, it's just an excuse because they're cheap. The owners are cheap. Okay, so there's not really any debate to it. It's just they don't want to spend money. Yeah, when it comes down to it, yeah, they don't they don't want to spend money. That's how it usually goes with owners. Angels fans know, yeah. Angels fans know a lot about it. Once again, brought up. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it, but we'll just keep bringing it up. <laughs> good on this. Good on Samuel Lee for being good owners. I don't think yeah. they're bad owners. It. It's funny. I keep. I was texting one of my friends earlier. It's funny how, of my favorite teams, the team I'm happiest with, is currently has currently lost twelve of their last thirteen games. <laughs> <laughs> The Angels and the Chargers are that bad, <laughs> or that embarrassing, or that in embarrassing some regards. <laughs> that losing twelve out of thirteen. I'm like, yep, you're still my favorite right now. <laughs> well, I mean, Ryan's got to twist the knife a little bit more with his squeak of the week, so we'll we'll just get into it. 
So he starts with, I very much don't like Raiders. Fuck the Raiders, Lou. I detest the Raiders. Why the Raiders? God, I can't do this anymore. The damn Raiders. Oh, my goodness. Great. Oh, oh, look, snippy. And he puts the picture of a um, like off-brand Snoopy toy that says definitely not Snoopy. And it's Charlie Brown's face on Snoopy's body. And it says snippy. And the, there's but a then quote, the actual question is: no, There's a quote on the snippy that says, "I am a different." It I, just am says, a I different. am a different. I am a different. Good gruff. <laughs> and I didn't notice the bottom that says snippy is Cheppy Brown's pet bagel. Cheppy Brown, hundred <laughs> percent original character. <laughs> uh, we should but... retweet this on the on the, on the pod account. Um, and then the actual question, because of course, you know, we have to be brought back down to earth is what was the most devastating sports moment for, for y'all? Oh, fuck. Where to begin? I'm trying to think of, I don't know about a specific moment. Uh, the tuck roll. I mean, that still bothers me to this day. Uh, the 2002 world series game seven. Sorry uh, about it. No, you're not, but... I mean, I was two, so I didn't remember it. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Um, Plus, you got three more, like, ten years later. The 2016 NBA Finals, where LeBron freaking wind his way to a championship. Uh, that's all I, I can these think are... of right now. Oh, I thought you were done. Sorry. No, go ahead. Um, Ducks-wise... I'll go game seven of the conference finals in 2015. I was convinced if the Ducks got past Chicago, they're winning the cup no matter what. Um, And plus we matched up well with Tampa Bay that year. Um, That's the one that always sticks out to me for the Ducks. For the Angels, uh, when I got the Jeff Passan notification that Garrett Cole signed with the Yankees, that was a dark time. (laughs) That was was a pretty bad day. Yeah, that was brutal. Um, I guess that'd be the one that I hated the most. Um, well, I mean, obviously Tyler Skaggs passing. That was, that was, that was pretty rough. That was just a surreal moment. Like I remember I, cause I was, I just happened to hop on Twitter right as it got posted. So it was like brand new. Like, well, cause everyone thought it was fake at first too. Yeah. And then to like, like actually get the confirmation was like really sobering. Yeah, because I remember I, I opened it and I was like, and I scrolled past it and I was like, wait a minute. I scrolled back and I was like, what did that say? Was, yeah. yeah. So those are the two for the Angels. What about Artur Moreno saying he was going to oh, sell the Angels? Yeah, in the... yeah, yeah. Yeah. Angel, Artur Moreno changing his mind. Yeah, that I was down bad that night. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm not like a full-time Angels fan, but even I felt pretty shitty after that happened. Yeah. Uh, Ducks-wise, 2015 definitely still feels like more of a gut punch than 17 did, even though 17 was was pretty rough, too. We just got pick a renade. But I'd also, you know, I'd also say over the summer, the not getting first overall was kind of kind of a kick to the dick like right away but then you know 
trying to stay positive. You know, we're just like, okay, cool. Like, we're still going to get a good player. And it's a little easier to deal with now. But getting down to those last two cards, I remember I was supposed to be sharpening someone's skates and I was just watching the lottery instead. Um, and I, I was very sad having to finish that pair of skates. <laughs> I was watching um, from my dugout. <laughs> Practice had just ended. I'm not really like, I don't know. I don't feel like as invested as I did as a kid into baseball. So I can't really say that like any of the angels, you know, the myriad of stuff that's happened to them has really like affected my life for, you know, for worse. I mean, one that I know was kind of annoying was like the hype that like Trevor Bauer might come to the angels. And then when he went to the Dodgers, everyone was kind of upset, but I mean, that kind of worked itself out and, I mean, that was a bullet dodged. But I remember that was kind of one of those ones that was like, because he, he signed after Cole, right? Yeah, like, Cole was 2019. Bauer was... Bauer was 20. Going, it was, I yeah. Thought. Yeah, going into the 2021. So it was like, kind of, I, I, I guess I would lump those two together because Cole happened and then we got Rendon that year, right? Uh, yeah, we got Rendon like two or three days after Cole signed. So it was like the up and down of like, fuck, no Garrett Cole. But hey, we got Rendon. And then that's yeah, that that's that's kind of gone where we went. And then everyone the next year was like, oh, Trevor Bauer. And again, a, a, a bullet dodged. <laughs> yep. 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 And for a for a pod of uh, we're not gonna talk about the angels. We've talked a lot about the angels. So but we're not gonna s- acknowledge the last thing that Sean just put in the chat. I guess from the standpoint, we aren't discussing the past. Well, and I I know we don't want to talk about it, but I'll just say I've known for I don't know how long now that Shohei was not gonna resign. So I was fully not expecting him to sign i was full like i mentally let go of him already by like june this year basically <laughs> so i mean it. go ahead i just i mean it sucks that he signed with the dodgers not because i hate the dodgers i don't but i just don't like their fans and their fans are annoying so that's why i don't they're like him being on the dodgers yeah they're just gonna they're just they've become more insufferable now yep I'm gonna miss uh Epe more than Shohei though. Yeah. I don't feel like that is the uh the sentiment with a lot of Angel fans he, right he now. He gave he gave more of a heartfelt goodbye message than Shohei did. <laughs> I mean Whatever. he also isn't seven hundred million dollars richer. Whatever yeah. the Giants signed John Lee yesterday is. or the day before. So I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, get... Sean. We didn't want to bring it up, but here we are, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the Giants sign Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Is that how you say his name? Isn't it Yoshinobu or something like that? I'm not even going to so. attempt. I think so. I don't I don't. I think know. it's Yoshinobu, uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Y- Yamamoto. Yeah, let's just hope the Giants sign him and he doesn't go to the Dodgers. 
I want the Dodgers or Giants to be good. I know I've told you already, Lou, but like, yeah, the Dodgers when both the Dodgers and the Giants are really good, it's so much fun to watch. I think it's better than the Giant, the Red Sox, Yankees rivalry. Honestly, like mm. when the Giants, it, I don't they know. Definitely, it definitely competes. I, I'm biased, but I think it's a better yeah, rivalry it, when both teams are good. Especially when Mad Bum and Yasiel Puig were in their prime. <laughs> yeah. Cody Bellinger might be a giant. That'll be weird. I I I feel bad for whoever's gonna sign him because he's not gonna put up the production no. that his price tag is gonna come along with. And the and I think the Giants are gonna sign Matt Chapman too. I think he's Matt Chapman I mean the bat's inconsistent, but that glove is Yeah. Yeah. This is a hockey podcast, by the way. I just want to add that. No, no, in baseball podcast later rivals. Yeah, <laughs> it's because you added. It's because you added me. Blame, oh, blame uh, Chris. Blame Chris. Yeah, this you all talk about the. This all comes full circle with. Chris is in talk here. About the sweaters, real quick. Oh yeah, shit. Oh yeah. yeah. So, before we get out of here, um, jersey concept was dropped. Thank you, Lou, for reminding me. Um, Again, shout out my teammate Birdo for doing that for me. Um, you the homie, thank you. Wow, fuck! I just hit my elbow. Um, we still, I mean, we have a decent list of people already. Um, but to get the order going, we would need ten. So if you are interested, you can message us on Twitter. Um, I'm gonna try my best tomorrow. Um, depending on if I get to it, I might just kind of veg out and just disassociate all day because it's been one of those weeks um sometimes you know kind of feel like tomorrow might be one of those days to just sleep um but if i don't i'm gonna try and get a google sheet made uh or like a spreadsheet uh with everyone interested so far um maybe do like what i did with the eshl team and make a form if you're interested to kind of put down you know options for sizing, um, I know Chris had originally tweeted that we were going to do just name bars that say late arrivals and then the number 22, you know, the year that we started the podcast. Um, but you are, if you are interested, you are able to get your own name and number on the back. We're not going to limit you to just getting a standard lap. Um, just, I don't know. It's, it's cool to have your own number. We, we want you guys to make, have it feel personal to you and not just like, you're buying a generic. Yeah. So again, if you are interested, hit us up on Twitter. I mean, or pretty much anywhere you can DM us. Um, maybe not TikTok because I get emails every time we get a message or a comment on there. Um, and it's kind of annoying sometimes. Um, but Twitter, Instagram, uh, carrier pigeon. We don't have a PO box, so you can't do that. But you know, maybe put a note in a bottle and we'll try and find it. Um, yeah. If you're interested, uh, the jerseys are going to run about a hundred bucks. I want to say before any shipping. So if you are out of state, um, we definitely can figure out a way to get it to you. Um, I was kind of thinking if we do get a lot of people local, maybe we do a little hangout at noble, pass some jerseys around, do a little hangout at a game. Um, I know the turnaround tends to be like six to eight weeks on those jerseys. So it, excuse me, might be a little towards the end of the season, if not after the season's over. But it's something that if we do get the uh, 
people interested and we are able to do it, that's something maybe we can do down the line. So. Yep. Any uh, closing thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, I, I hate just... the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to say real quick, the Sean had put in our uh, group chat a question about Troy Terry that we didn't. Oh, cover. yeah, shit. Um, well, we we talked about Troy Terry earlier because the question was about his struggles. He said uh, he kind of goes into his struggles and then says, perhaps it's the pressure of the contract um or is it possible that terry and his confidence are just fragile i don't think the confidence is fragile no Um, not at all i think this is just people overreacting to his he gets a brand new contract in the first year he struggles right out of the gate and as we've talked about earlier you know trevor zegris has missed most of the season and he plays a pretty big part in terry's game they pay work they pair well together um and he's still being a good defensive player. So, I mean, and offensively, he's not getting the points, but he's still playing. Like, he's still one of the better players on offense. He's still generating he's not, offense. Yeah, even if he's not getting the points. So, yeah, he's a net positive, which is good. Is he playing up to the $7 million a year contract He's he's got? No, but it's December, what, 14th? Yeah, so halfway through December. I'm I'm not I'm not too worried about Troy Terry yet. No, not at all. So that's all. I'll maybe say about maybe that. a little down the line. Yeah, if this if goes it's like on a month another... or if it's a month or two from now and it's still kind of catering yeah. the way we're going, then yeah, there's there's some room for if, concern. But yeah, if we hit like if we're getting close to the trade deadline and Troy Terry's still struggling scoring at least, then we can start really raising some questions. Yep, agreed. I'm glad you remembered that. I totally forgot that Sean sent that. My bad. <laughs> Looking out for you, Sean. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we will uh, we will leave you with this one. Um, follow us everywhere at Later Rivals Pod. Um, yeah, be sure to uh, hit up our partners, whether it's Noble or Seven One Four Tickets. You know, if you're uh, hankering to go to a game, if uh, the Ducks have not totally turned you off this week, they are back home next Thursday against the Flames. Uh, we'll probably record either Wednesday or Friday next week, depending on when everyone's free. All three injured Ducks should be back by next homestand. So, saying that, we'll uh, say hi to Jamie. Should, yeah, should. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we have some wins to talk about next episode. But until then, we uh, we shall let you go. Until next time, bye. Adios. You can follow Late Arrivals on both Twitter and Instagram at Late Arrivals Pod. If you feel so inclined, leaving a review and rating wherever you get your podcasts is a great way to show your support and is much appreciated. Take care.